welcome to Let's Talk Period, the podcast for people who want all things real, raw and reputable where we smash taboos and break down stigmas. I'm your host Isabella Gosling and today's episode is going to be all about how to support your loved one who's living with a chronic illness. So if you are a person who is living with a chronic illness, this is the episode to send the way of your friends, your family, your partner, your colleague, anybody who you want to sort of give some hints or tips to how they can support you better when you're living with a chronic illness. Um, But first of all, um, just a few little things. So it's been like a little bit of time since um, we've had a solo ep. Um, I'm super excited to be back on. I had to take a little bit of time off because I had a horrible chest infection and I was feeling pretty rubbish, but I'm back on deck. So excited to be bringing back regular content for the last little bit of 2022. And... um, lots of great things coming up in the end of the year. So let's get into it. Alrighty, so tip number one is just listening to the person who is living with that chronic illness. So taking the time, if they have chosen to disclose what they are living with or what they're currently experiencing, just stopping, taking that time to listen Um, Not trying to provide solutions or criticisms or feedback or anything like that, but just actually listening to what they're saying. So if you're a new partner, maybe, and this is the first time someone is sort of opening up about their illness, so maybe they've been living with endo and adeno for quite a while and they've decided to share more about that, just listening and being there for them because it can be a really vulnerable experience sharing something like that with someone for the first time. Or even just when they're sharing things about appointments, um, how follow-ups went, if they're having a really down day and they're just wanting to have a bit of a vent, just taking that time to listen without judgment and just being there and not trying to talk while they're talking or talking just for the sake of talking, um, just listening to what they're saying. And then once you've heard everything and if they do have a conundrum or they're in a really shitty mental state or something and they have vented and then you can ask maybe like, do you want um, advice or do you just want, you know, a vent? Do you want solutions? Because when you are venting and you're not feeling amazing or you've just offloaded a bunch of info, um, the last thing you might want is actually somebody proactively giving you advice and suggestions and help. You might just literally want to let it go, let it out there. You don't want help. You don't want anything practical. You just want to vent and not have the problem fixed. Okay, so tip number two is to try and go along to appointments with your partner, friend, family member, whoever it is, um, just trying to go along with that person to the appointment because it can make their life so much easier because it sort of takes the burden off them remembering everything that is said in the appointment because they can be quite an overwhelming experience in themselves and it also allows you to get more information about what 
that person in your life is going through um, from another perspective. So whether that's an allied health professional like a physio or it could be from their surgeon, um, you're getting that firsthand information and it also gives you an opportunity to ask questions as a loved one in that person's life because um, you're around it quite regularly and it's um, important for you to feel informed and empowered when it comes to supporting that person that you love. Um, also, it also allows you to um, remember what is said in the appointment and um, ask questions that you may have thought of or your partner or your family member may have thought of before to go in and ask, but they might have forgotten in the moment. So you can be there to back it up and ask those questions as well. So just sort of helps to have another set of ears and um take some of that pressure off that person who is chronically ill to remember everything to ask and remember everything that is said and it gears you up with all the info and you can ask questions that you might have um, queries about as well. Okay so tip number three is all about having a game plan or a strategy for when your partner, loved one, family member has a flare-up or a crisis. So these are practical things that you know helps that loved one when they are in a time of need where they just do not have the energy to think or do things for themselves when and they can't really communicate to their best and you just these are the go-to things that you do. So figuring out what works best for your person. Um, So that could be, do you need to heat up a hot pack? Do you need to get certain medications ready? Do you need to run a bath? Do you need to cook dinner? Do you need to put the washing on? Do you need to veg out and have the, you know, the couch ready or comfy? Do you need to have, you know, um, different things that work for them. So your personal knows sort of like what helps them most. Do you need to have a foam roller to stretch it out? Do you need one of the spiky balls to release tension? Do you need to grab the TENS machine? All of those things that, you know, are go-tos that you can't really think of in the moment that might help your loved one. And also that way, you're not sitting there as that support person, not knowing what to do, feeling really helpless and upset because, you know, you've actually done something to be helpful and you've got those go-to things that you know you can do when a flare-up does happen. Tip number four is all about checking in with that person and seeing how they're going, um, how your loved one's feeling on any particular day when, you know, um, if their pain's high, readjusting things, etc. But checking in how much energy do they have do they have the energy to do certain things if not is there something that you can do for them to make their life just that little bit easier so one theory that gets around a lot in the chronic illness space is um, the spoon theory and so showering might take three spoons and doing the dishes might take two spoons and washing your hair might take another two spoons and you've only got 10 spoons in the day and um, every person's number of spoons will differ but you only have a few spoons and each activity uses those spoons so if you have extra spoons than what your loved one has seeing if there's any tasks that are really energy taxing that you could do for that person when they are feeling particularly low in spoons 
or particularly low in energy just to sort of take the burden off them and make their life just that little bit easier. Okay, and tip number five, our final tip, is all about being flexible. So when you have a chronic illness such as endo, adeno, or PCOS, or any other chronic illness, you never know what your day-to-day is going to look like. You might be having a really good day, and then all of a sudden something happens, you have a flare-up, and then your day just goes, you know, absolutely down the drain. And The person who is living that feels absolutely horrid in itself and then having guilt for plans changing, etc. just makes things 10 times worse. So being that support person who is okay when things need to change, being flexible, giving other arrangements, like if you're meant to go out on a date, maybe you can have the date at home. If you're meant to catch up with your daughter, maybe you could just have a coffee at home. Or if you're meant to go out to the movies, maybe you could reschedule it, etc., etc. Just being flexible around plans, being flexible around things just makes things a lot easier for us and makes that person feel much less guilty because there's already so much guilt around changing those plans. Um, So they are the top five tips for how to support a loved one with a chronic illness If you have any other tips that you find particularly helpful, I would love for you to comment on the latest Instagram post with them so that way the LTP fam can find them. You could also pop them in the Let's Talk Period Facebook community. It is the place for people living with chronic illnesses and it is a super fun, supportive environment with other people who just get it. Um, You can search LTP community or Let's Talk Period community on Facebook or the link is in the show notes. Other than that, I will be back in your ears on Wednesday with a brand new episode. Let's Talk Period is produced for educational purposes and the information, recommendations and topics talked about does not constitute medical advice or take into consideration your personal circumstances or medical history.